We are now on air. Time for a total takeover. It's finally here. Welcome to a new episode. It's about to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. God bless you and yours. This is the Dan Adams Show coming to you live from the Political Heat Remote Studios. And I'm coming to you from the gray Dodge Nissan. <laughs> oh, the Dodge Nissan. No, I'm coming to you from the gray Barry Dodge Journey, uh, a.k.a. my wife's vehicle. Um, and speaking of my wife, I just want to once again give her a shout out today. Um, she's starting her new job today. So may God just bless her. In whatever way she is reaching out to him, and may he supplant her with the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding, and the patience to start off her new journey at her new job. Now, let me fix this here. This is a little off. There we go. Now, I don't have much for you this morning. It's the day after Father's Day. I hope everybody out there, including myself, had a nice, restful, peaceful Father's Day. And um and it's back at it. It's Monday. Well, it sure is Monday hitting it now. Gotta get myself through the week somehow. I had a ball Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But it's all over now and it sure isn't Monday. Sure is Monday hitting it once again, ladies and gentlemen. For all my YouTubers, I'm sorry, can't play what I just played because I'll get a copyright strike. But anyway, <laughs> to all my rumble and bit shooters, sure is Monday, ain't it? So let's go ahead and get into the particulars of what I want to talk about. And it's short and sweet. And I'm going to bring you a Monday video clip blitz. But I want to talk about Joe Biden former vice president's economic fairyland. And we've all seen it. We've all noticed it. We've all seen it on display. And I had it right the first time. There we go. We've all seen it on display. And these people, especially Mr. Spokesperson, former vice president Sleepy Joe Biden, going on every television outlet that he could possibly go on. Well, I shouldn't say go on. I said, where I said, wherever his people put his body in front of because we all know he's not the president. He is president in name only. Um, when you have a situation where you're telling the world that you can't answer questions, that I'm, you know, I'm afraid to answer a question, my, my team is telling me I can't answer questions, what is that telling us? as America and the world, that you as the so-called president is not the president. Because a president commands, demands, and responds in a manner of presidential valor. <laughs> a president answers questions. A president doesn't get swooped away by the Easter Bunny because, oh my God, a reporter asked him a question about Afghanistan and the fact that Afghanistan is in his rear view mirror and was basically the day of the start of the 
most successful pullout. <laughs> and I'm not laughing because we lost 13 service members. I'm laughing because the fact that he said it was the most success, successful pullout, uh, draw out, uh, just when you live in a fairyland like that, and I'm gonna get back to the economic fairyland that I was just speaking about. But when you when you when you make Afghanistan, and when you try to tout that Afghanistan was a major success when we lost 13 service members, then you are completely and utterly out of your mind. You knew what was going to happen. You, you had all of the data. You had all of the intelligence right at your fingertips. And a prior presidential administration that actually had a plan, but you refused to follow that plan because you hated the man that signed off on that plan. Now, if I'm any family member of any of the service members that were killed in Afghanistan, you really can't sue the federal government to a certain extent. I don't know how you can't, especially when something like this happens. You can't sue the military when they were just as bungled and, and culpable and just responsible for what happened in Afghanistan and you can't sue them. It's, 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 I don't even have the words. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the words for how just out of bounds this is, or you can't, or you know the parties involved are responsible and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. They'll say your son or daughter signed up for what could possibly happen, but it doesn't mean that the leaders and those in charge let this particular particular <laughs> I don't even know operation struggling for words this morning. It is Monday morning, I didn't have my coffee yet. You know how it is. But when you have a situation where you have leaders who did not follow through with the best plan that could have been conceived, which ultimately led to the death of your loved one, and you can't sue those individuals? There's something wrong there. There's something really wrong there. That's just me. I don't know where you stand on it. Hit me up in the comments section. Now, back to the economic fairyland and the, you know, under, under, under the circumstances, ladies and gentlemen, this is the best economy that we have seen ever. In the eyes of one Joe Biden, former vice president, his inept, and I mean inept, spokesperson, Jean Saint Pierre, whatever her freaking name is, Jean Pierre Saint, Saint Pierre Pont, whatever her name is, the woman who just has to say, and you do you, 
you be you and live your life, I don't care. But when you have to make it a point to say that you're the first black lesbian to hold up, I don't care. I honestly do not care. What I care about is when you step up to that podium and when you sound like a complete and utter idiot, an ignorant individual who does not know what is happening and you have to dive into your little notebook binder or whatever you have in front of you whenever someone asks you a question being black and lesbian has nothing to do with your incompetence if you want to throw that on there then you're doing black lesbians a disservice how about that now ladies and gentlemen i don't know what you have planned for today it is monday get out of the doldrums Get whatever particular energy drink, coffee, tea, water, whatever you have to do to get that engine going. And realize that the economic fairyland that the Biden administration is trying to push at you, we all know is false. And we also know, and I, as I've stated before, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I am not. But when you have food plants, chickens, cattle, energy plants, catching on fire, blowing up. Our supply chain is still not even close to where it should be. And they're talking about global, not just here in America, but global food shortages. When fools like Biden and his spokesperson steps in front of a camera and speaks into that microphone and tell and tell, tries to tell us that our economy is soaring, that our economy is in good shape, that our economy is awesome, then these people are stuck on stupid to think that they're going to let, <laughs> they're going to see them somehow push this nonsense past us now there's some probably people out there that are probably like, yeah we're all okay you know you know gas is over five dollars and you know everything else that we buy is way maybe double triple the cost of what it normally is yeah our economy is great get the frig out of here so as you go about your day may god continue to bless you and yours may he keep you and your family safe and until next time god bless peace and by the way, my sympathies to your, the family of your, F, uh, uh, your, your CFO, who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family. It's tough stuff. But you know what? New tonight, a far left group that vandalized the Pregnancy Resource Center right here in Des Moines this month says it will not stop. The group just posted online calling it, quote, open season against clinics that don't offer abortions. We first told you about Jane's Revenge Monday. The group took credit for vandalizing the Agape Pregnancy Resource Center in Des Moines. The vandals called it a fake clinic and wrote God loves abortion on the outside of it. Today, a message went online saying they know where the clinics are and they will not stop. Pro-life groups under attack by left-wing agitators, but Biden and the Democrats could not care less. Radical pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge encouraging the violence after declaring open season on pro-life clinics. The FBI is finally taking action and investigating these crimes.
We'll see if they actually do anything. This comes as we learn that a majority of Democrats are okay with intimidating Supreme Court justices at their homes. 58% say it's appropriate to protest outside of their houses. And new calls for Attorney General Merrick Garland to resign for the DOJ's inaction over the threats. Republicans demanding that the AG act. What you are seeing is violence. It should be investigated. If it were other groups that are supporting the left and they were experiencing this kind of violence and harassment, they would have immediately been investigated and action would have been taken without delay. But since it is pro-life affiliated groups and religious organizations, this DOJ has not done that. It's illegal to protest in front of a justice's home, Greg. Mm, you know, there's a reason for that. Why, why can't we go to the anybody who is, you know, for this protesting outside their homes? Put your money where your mouth is and put your address up so we can go to your house. The, the problem is, is that we won't go to your house because we have lives. Right. Right. Like conservatives and Republicans, they don't go, they're not going to go to a liberal judge's house and bother them because they're not losers. This is the people that are going to people's houses are losers. And, I, I, and, and, and it is illegal. And the fact that Garland hasn't done anything, he's a loser. They're all losers. That's my word for Friday. Also, isn't it amazing how the media believed that Trump was a threat to institutions? <laughs> and yet what's under attack right now? The Supreme Court which is an institution. You could throw the Electoral College, you could throw Border Patrol, law enforcement, the relationship between parent and child. All of these traditional elements of society are under attack under a Democrat White House. Now you can break the law and show up at a Supreme Court justice's house to intimidate them. You can manipulate court decisions with, with choreographed leaks. That undermines an institution, not Trump. And, Judge, the Justice Department is using... Uh a similar statute under which um, protesting in front of a justice's or even a judge's home is illegal. Under, it's picketing and parading. And the Justice Department is using a similar statute, same crime, to prosecute people for just being on the grounds of the Capitol mm -hmm. during the riot, but not going after people who are essentially threatening Supreme Court justices. And that's exactly the problem. We have a Justice Department that does not believe in, in, in the, the equal application of the law. They decide when they're going to enforce the law and against whom they will enforce that law. They have proved it over and over again. And the unfortunate part of this is that something like 55% uh, of Americans think it's absolutely inappropriate to protest in front of the uh, justices' homes. Uh, it's not just inappropriate, it's outright illegal. It's Title 18, Section 1507. So what we've got here is a mob. It is a mob that is being sanctioned by the White House, by the White House press office, because every time they were asked a question, Jen Psaki would say, and, and the Korean as well, although she's not as clear as, as Jen was, you know, we believe in peaceful protests. So that was like the summer of 2020. These are peaceful protests while they got fires and burning buildings behind them. The left is the party of anarchy, 
chaos and the disruption of institutions who were engaged in theater where they're trying to convince the American people that January 6th was about the disruption of an institution. And I came out and said they should be prosecuted. But what they're doing right now is the people from January 6th for trespassing, they're in solitary confinement yes. for six months. And But these people, the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice, it's, uh, don't worry about it. We won't even cover it on the news. Americans need to understand that we're, we're at a tipping point here. The left does not believe in justice. It does not believe in law and order. And they hated it from the moment Donald Trump mentioned it in 2016. Jess, this uh, Jane's Revenge, this group that, the what's the line, if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either? The Justice Department could pro potentially prosecute that group in under, like, RICO statutes. If they, if, it's a, if they can prove that it's a, an enterprise that affects interstate commerce and they, they use the interstate commerce, there's a really low bar to charging crimes against that. If they cared, they could even use that to bring charges to keep them away from justices' homes or and stop them from bomb, firebombing these. It's already illegal to be in front pregnancy of a justice home, but, but um, the pregnancy centers there is, and firebombing. There's an open FBI investigation into what's gone on at these pregnancy centers and um, also the series of attacks against faith-based groups and churches. So that is happening. Um, it'll continue to pressure Merrick Garland. I don't think that Merrick Garland is someone who thinks that this is appropriate at all. Um, we know that it is a violation of the law to be protesting outside of their houses like that. They deserve the protection that, frankly, was in the bill that everyone thought was bipartisan, and now the GOP is opposing, seemingly because clerks are being protected as well. They're holding it up, and I don't know if that's just because they think that the leaker would then get protection, just like the security that the Supreme Court justices would. Dems but that's something... No, actually, this is uh, the bill right now, which everyone, every Republican is saying we need, is being held up by the Republicans, not by the. I, I have something to say about this loserdom and the lawlessness. Somebody's giving me bad info because yesterday we just said the opposite. Precisely okay, well, the opposite. You don't need a bill. You've got a law on the books but right now. If Merrick Garland doesn't buy it, why I, aren't all those people under arrest? Okay. Stop with the nonsense. Enough, uh, enough with the nonsense about how it's leftists that are the media. It is leftist. Let me tell you why I would argue against that. So first of all, there's a New Jersey federal judge, Esther Salas, a liberal, whose son was shot, exactly. or sorry, who was killed, and her husband was shot right. by a men's rights activist. That was not someone from the loony left. That was an anti-feminist. The judge is nodding, for those of you who can't see her on air. Yeah, also, since Roe. What about Scalise? And Bernie Sanders what? said, I completely I'm against what happened. Well, I'm sorry that he was on, a supporter of mine. My point is that it's not just okay, that well, this is, okay, But I need that. to say this part. Since Roe v. Wade was made into law, the pro-lifers have, in the name of being pro-life, committed 11 murders, 26 attempted murders, four kidnappings, 42 bombings, 667 bomb threats, and 189 arsons. Do not tell me that those people are a bunch of leftists out of those minds. Those are right-wingers. Here's something radical. George W. Bush's administration arrested Eric Rudolph, put him behind bars for the rest of his life where he spends 23 hours a day in solitary confinement. And if they could have, they probably would have killed him because that's what he deserved because of the crimes he committed, murdering people and threatening people. By the way, that was 30 years ago and Roe versus Wade is still the law of the land. It may get changed, but for 30 years, his actions of terrorism didn't change that. So for the James revenge out there, understand that the only thing that will come of this is you will go to prison or you will die. And that's what you will deserve if you hurt people and try to bring terrorism into our political system. And I don't know why citing 
however many attempts of right-wing people who should also be in jail yeah. or given a death penalty we if they agree. kill people. I, I don't see how agree. that. I don't no, see how and, that does anything. And everyone's opening salvo. It was this is only a problem not with the left. people from the protesting. Outside the Supreme yep. Court justices' homes, you why aren't they under arrest? Violence. Why You're aren't they under arrest? They don't have to be violent. Right. Yeah, for a d more than a dozen attacks, you've got to go back 50 years to make My it boss. about conservatives I'm and sorry. not about and not about no. the left wing, the that dangerous left wing nuts. In the last two years, I, again, 50 years. We got to go back and count that because of the more than a dozen cases the that we have of 11 recently. For I had to go back in history. Attacking is really something. You right. really 50 years, right. 50 years it. just to blame yeah. it on the right. Welcome back to the Big Sunday Show. President Biden is expected to wait until after the midterms to officially announce if he will run for re-election. Meanwhile, Democrats are bracing for the worst. Like what happened in Texas when uh, Rep. Myra Flores flipped a blue seat in a district that voted Democrat for more than 100 years. Well, to be honest with you, South Texas has always been conservative. We're all about faith and family and hard work. That's exactly who we are. But the Democrat Party took us for granted. They feel entitled to our vote making the same promises over and over and really not making nothing happen. And I honestly had enough. I was really fed up with the compadrismo here in, in South Texas, and that's the reason why I decided to run. The Democrats are now looking at the depleted bench for possible candidates who can turn the party's tide. Leo, she said something there that I, that I point out all the time, which is that most minorities in this country are more conservative in their household, mm -hmm. and then they vote more liberal Democrat because of the old adage that Democrats are for the working, the, the poorer, the people who are looking for an opportunity to get out of, of their echelon of socioeconomic status. But I think that Joe Biden comes into office touting that, blue-collar Joe, Scranton Joe, for the regular man, and a stiff turn to the left. He even came into office saying that he was just a transitional president, really kind of alluding to a single term, and then immediately changed that after he's voted in. Do you think that that is a key for the Democrats moving forward? Do they need to look at some of the base that they're losing and come back to them, or does the, does the liberal left just take it and run with it? Let me be as clear as possible. The Democrats have lost the middle class. Hmm. It's gone. The, 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 the middle class belongs to Trump Republicans. Let me be as clear as possible. Uh, that piece with Ms. Flores is absolutely correct. The Democrats assume that if you're black or Hispanic, you vote Democrat. And I got news for you. Blacks and Hispanics, they want law and order. They want good schools. Well, they're not a monolith. They're, they're not a monolith. They're human beings that vote all sorts absolutely. of Absolutely. Let me make one point. The reason why I'm sitting here as a Trump Republican is because Joe Biden said the same thing about blacks. If you vote for Trump, yeah, you yeah, ain't yeah. black. How dare you? Yeah. And it's insulting. And yeah. so blacks and minorities are leaving the Democratic Party and joining the Republican Party. You know, that, that comment just that makes me mad to this day because I can think of a Republican president saying, if you're a veteran and you don't vote for a Republican, you're a traitor. I mean, it's right. kind of saying the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so that just infuriates me. I know that, you know, being uh, closer to 80 uh, than 70, you know, by the time he gets done with this term, is it just that he's too old? You know, I don't necessarily think it's just a Joe Biden problem. Obviously, yeah. he's the head yeah. of the party. He is, he's failed spectacularly. He, he lied, quite frankly, about his, what his agenda would be. He said he was going to be a moderate. He's allowed the far left wing of the party to take the country in a horrible direction, right into a recession. Um, and they really have taken for granted, as Myra Flores, uh, soon-to-be congresswoman, congresswoman-elect, said. They've taken advantage and for granted of these votes that they think that they were just going to have in their coalition all these years and haven't really worked to keep these people 
people in the coalition. So for 2024, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party are facing a number of uphill battles. They've already lost the white working class. They're losing Hispanics in droves. So they're looking at the, the numbers here and the percentages and going, where are we going to get these percentages in our coalition to win elections, especially since Florida now yeah. is, is a Republican state. The, the Republican voter registration there is through the roof. And so they're looking at this not just in a vacuum of the midterms, but also of 2024. And what I think you're going to see with the DNC and Democrats when they're trying to hold off primary candidates for Joe Biden is they're going to start watching Republicans jump in at the end of this year. They're not going to wait to see if Donald Trump jumps in. They don't have time to do that in terms of their campaign infrastructure. They have to get started now. Uh, they're going to take a look at who's running, and they're going to see if Joe Biden can match up to them in the polling and see what happens. You know, we're talking here about the uh, the fate of Democrats as a whole, kind of the voting blocks that they're losing. But back to Joe Biden himself, we have an Atlantic headline here. Why Biden shouldn't run in 2024? Yes, he's fit to be president right now, but he's too old for the <laughs> next election. Asha, you're on Capitol Hill. There was a New York Times piece, a, a front page that said that cited 50 Democrat insiders that basically are saying this. You have David Axelrod saying that by the end of his second term, it'd be closer to 90 than 80. I tried to pun that a few minutes ago, did really bad at it. <laughs> are, are Democrats really jumping ship? And is this a full court press? Is the media involved? Are they really trying to craftily tell Biden you can't run again? I think people say things behind closed doors, but I do think that if he decides to run, that everyone will get on, on board behind him. Yeah. I, and I yeah. think you guys are all right in that it's not just a Hispanic problem. It's a, it's a black voter problem. It's a young voter problem. Um, I think that... Uh, Democrats know this. I think there is a little bit of panic in terms of getting um, people excited about voting, finding something to rally behind. And part of it is they haven't had much luck in getting a, a lot of things across the finish, aisle, mm -hmm. finish line in Congress. But the other part of it is, is inflation, is the economy. And so at the end of the day, whether you're black or you're Hispanic or you're white or you're young or you're old, it really doesn't matter. Right. If you can't do basic things like put gas in your tank, feed your kids, send them to a school that you believe in and feel safe, so well, we've running? seen you're out of luck. Is he well, running? <laughs> well, it, it, let's, just back to, what, back to what I should just said. Joe Biden's landmark legislative achievement is to galvanize Joe Manchin as a conservative Democrat. Right. Yeah. right. And, you know, I they've, mean, been, and they've right? been so reliant on the identity politics uh, play. Yeah. And that doesn't play anymore. The no. coalition is falling apart when it comes to that argument. And that's what they, they haven't focused on, on issues of the economy. And that, that's falling apart for them. So they're economy, looking at their agenda you, and they've got to come up with one. Inflation economy is going to be the issue yep. in November, no matter how many different social issues Democrats try to rally behind whenever right. something happens. So the Supreme Court uh, ruling is going to come out here soon about abortion. They're going to try to rally around it. It won't, work. it won't work for November if inflation is still sky high. Right. Well, and the question becomes, if not Joe Biden, then who? And I should tell us that. Is, is I'm nobody. working on it. They don't, they don't have <laughs> It's not Kamala. It's not Pete. It's Gavin Newsom. President Trump, call no. me. Let me know. Yeah. All right. So I can break it here. All right. It's yours, the future, the present, the past, leaving singleies just like Stacey Dash, looking for commitment, honesty, monogamy, 
Read your verse to smoke in psychology. I've been there, I've done that. Can't control it, the head not until tap. This musical course, strategic, starting conversation like a world epidemic. No need to panic, crisis averted. Put fears to bed like water I tread lightly, but firm with conviction. Better seek Webster's for the right definition. Religion is formally blessed from God above. Strive for perfection, avoid the intersection. Gossip, backstabbing. The jury has spoken. Appeal to the real. Smacks you right in the face. Run a quarter mile so you can keep pace. All about the ends being justified. Leaving you tongue tied. Give me one more chance to satisfy your needs. One more chance, I'll keep you satisfied. Give me one more chance, one more chance, yeah. Just give me one more chance. Better check the agenda, the course material you watching to squirm me. You see, so eventful, sort of like pay per view or on demand. The lyrical Jack and Chance, self-directing this epic masterpiece. I'm soon to release the second installment, not a sequel. Looking to rise above, never equal. Everything is on the table, sharing my soul to the world, not a fable. This is real as real can get. Look on both sides and make that bet. The best had to fail before success. Don't wallow in the mire, I'll take it higher. Always looking for one more chance. 